Heal yourself, heal your life with Healthy Hive Publishing. Well, welcome to episode 14. Here we are. Here we are in the office of Dr. Kim Grozzi. I'm your host, James Schofield. It's after hours, and all the patients have left, and it's time for us to record a podcast. And not a mouse was stirring. Well, it's funny because the title of this episode is, How Do You Know It's Time to Leave? How Do You Know? I should bring the music completely out. Well, it's good music. It was was providing some ambiance there to us. But when is it time to go? You need to know when it's time to leave the party. When the party's over. That's right. It, Speaking of parties, that's the real, before real. we get started, oh, okay. let me just say what an absolute pleasure it was to be included in the staff Christmas party this year. <gasps> Mr. Schofield came to the office Christmas party I this year. I did, and I brought the Mrs. And, and Mrs. Schofield, yes. And we had a wonderful time. It was we absolutely were so happy to have you. The decorations that you do. Do you like them? Phenomenal. You can tell you had that background in retail. I did have to fill some space back in the day. <laughs> we sure and did. And now that you're gone, you can enjoy the holidays again. Yes, I can enjoy. And it's funny because when you're not in that type of field anymore, the uh, the fun and the ebb and flow of it's time to make cookies and yeah. oh, let me decorate the tree. You know, it, you, you force yourself to do it when you have little ones. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you're not in when you're not in the the retail vein, mm-hmm. you can really start to enjoy the holidays again. Well, because, you retailers out there know what I'm talking about, right? Because you're not dealing with the general public. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And everybody. Is the boss. Everyone has issues. Everybody has issues. Either happy issues or sad issues or annoyed issues. I got a few issues, people. Traffic issues. (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me tell you. She's leaning in. He's boiling boiling over. He's got a few issues. But yeah, it it is nice. And thank you. I'm glad you appreciate my decorations. And I was was totally blown away by your generosity. It was very, very sweet. Hey, Healthy Hive recognizes the hard work. We're of having all fun. of those who put health who put healthy hive together well, and bring it to life. Well, we're having fun at the hive. We are having fun at the hive and it's all hours the buzz. and hours and hours and hours <laughs> of editing that you do. But it's fun. I'm and enjoying it. It's fun for me too. Yeah. But I wanted to make sure that our sponsors yes. came through for you this year. <laughs> I think that's great. We'll leave it at that, at that for the time being. But the hardest question you you identify, it's the hardest question to ask yourself. It's the hardest question to be honest with yourself yeah. about. But, and the but is, <laughs> the answer will present itself. <laughs> yeah. It'll be obvious. Yeah. If it's not obvious, mm-hmm. we have um, enumerated yes. some some things in the book Mm-hmm. that we'll tell you it's time to leave. So that if it's the kind of thing where you feel like you're uh, not giving your all or not being the best employee you can be, we get to take you off the hook today Okay, and say, listen, there are times when you need to just recognize that it's not you, it's them. Reading the signs. Yeah, and, and you're not a failure if yeah. you say... It is time to quit. How many people, and I and I just I was about to interrupt you, but no. as we're going through these, 
I'd like our listeners to ask themselves, how many times have they persisted through these Mm -hmm. and stayed working? And how many people do they know who are staying Mm -hmm. in toxic situations like this because they don't want to uh, somehow face the false perception Mm -hmm. that they're not a good employee or that they're giving up Mm -hmm. or that they are somehow failing? Yeah. So I just want to preface that. Yeah. I just that, want to preface that. When that. you when you enter the career, when you have a, a a career plan or career goal, and then it's not going the way you had planned, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's failure. Correct. And, and you identify that in the book, that life doesn't always follow that plan. And we saw that Correct. with the pandemic. Um, and then you have personal and family issues that can come along that cause someone to have to relocate. You have to move sure. closer to an aging parent or you have sure. a spouse who gets a job transfer. And then suddenly you have to make the decision about, do I stay in my career here or do I try to work remotely and stay in the career? Or do I just put out my resumes in this new city we're going to? Sure. Um, so sometimes it's it's – it's logistics made for you. Yeah, sometimes it's logistics of yeah. life mm-hmm. that that come in, into play, but other times it's the work environment. Yeah. It's it gets to be you know too much, and I think people feel as though they're giving up on a fight, or they're you know they're not fighting the good mm-hmm. fight if they walk away. Well, you have to give yourself permission to walk away from situations that are not going to get better, mm-hmm. and situations that are harming you. Yeah, you know. Now we you we have enumerated them. And, we have, and, and he's I, highlighted them. I, I even gentlemen. highlighted them because the list got rather mm-hmm. lengthy, and I thought I don't want to get lost in my list. Um, the signs that are telling you that may be telling you it's time to leave, and the first sure. one <laughs> I loved because every school teacher in America experiences that Sunday night. The Sunday blues. night blues. You tried to say, I need rest. I need to disconnect. I need I need some me time. I have, this is my weekend to catch up on family time, family, sure. household obligations. But you also have that need to plan and correct papers. And so it's Sunday evening and mm-hmm. everything you said you were going to do this weekend, maybe you didn't. And you just start dreading that Monday because you're not ready. So that jumped out at me, but... Even if you have the type of job that allows you that break for the weekend and you did get sure. away and it's not – your your Sunday night blues aren't the result of you having a to-do list that mm-hmm. didn't get checked that off. That you didn't get done. It's just a matter of going in and facing the office environment. And right. And you start to dread Monday. When you, when you enter the headspace of mentally planning mm-hmm. the next day yeah. and it's dread – and it's more than one reason for dread, mm-hmm. then that's that's important. Yeah. And when it's ongoing, and when it, when it's what we call in healthcare chronic, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> meaning longer than six months, mm-hmm. you start to feel that. And we we've talked about the symptoms of burnout: feeling trapped, feeling like a loss of control. You feel sure. like you don't have any option, but you have to go in, but you're dreading it, exhausted yeah. that you never can get yeah. that sleep doesn't fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, it that can kind of weariness and yeah, dread easily yeah. spiral into depression sure. and a deeper sense of not belonging. Absolutely. So that's the first one on Sunday night. The Sunday night blues. Do, do a weather check and see <laughs> yes. see how you're feeling on a Sunday night. Right. The second one is as you were saying before about a toxic environment that the environment has become toxic. Are you experiencing tension in the office? That yeah. that's the first thing that you talk about it being toxic. Do you feel a sense of 
anxiety or tension that you're going to do the wrong thing or something's going to go wrong today and all yes. hell's going to break loose. You're walking on eggshells. Eggshells or, or open conflict or mm-hmm. even maybe not so much open, but kind of uh, persistent conflict mm-hmm. with people that is non-productive. I don't mean conflict of, well, I think this will work. Well, let's try this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not collaborative con- mm-hmm. conflict where, you know, innovation comes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's non-productive conflict, you know. It's always that that dread mm-hmm. of certain interactions that have become, again, chronic, right? Mm-hmm. If it's longer than six months, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Unless there's going to be some wholesale firings. <laughs> then you can stick around, see how the see, work is going. out. Hey, hey, heads are going to roll. Let's see what happens. But I think it's funny. Yeah. In, in the past, you've also <laughs> used the analogy of the relationship, you mm-hmm. know, being in a healthy relationship and then, you know, a healthy career relationship. And when you start, when you constantly find yourself trying to navigate around tricky situations, yes, you're working, you know, someone you have to directly work with, but it, it has become dysfunctional. Right. It, and we all have to be a little bit buttoned up at work in terms mm-hmm. of professionalism sure. and in terms of uh, maybe uh, what we say or how we say it mm-hmm. so that we come across in the best way. But when you find that it's gone beyond that, when your very best professional self is still in danger of, you know, landmines, mm-hmm. that's that's a little too much. That's 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 toxic. Yeah, and we've talked about a lot of the, you know, the the five different microcultures. And I remember when we talked about the tribe, there was, you know, after a time when you're still trying to trying to break through that wall and feel like you belong, yes. you fit in, and it's just yes. not happening. The chemistry isn't there, or the established tribe has decided that personnel said that you were going to be part of this tribe, but we right. didn't accept you. We socially um, uh, don't. Yeah, so conversations start to become you. to feel like a test, or um, there, there's this competitive edge to the conversation sure. that makes you feel uneasy when you're counting whether people say good morning to you mm. or when you're assessing whether someone's going to stop and answer you mm-hmm. when you say, hi, how are you today? Now, come on. That's when, <laughs> yeah. well, then there, there, there are those of us who do it on purpose because we like to agitate people. Oh my goodness. Hi, how are you today? <laughs> you know that they're angry because. Ew. Oh. But toxic situations. Can I like be- your sweater. <laughs> And you're like, they have to acknowledge have me to, now. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they can be addressed and mediated and resolved and even stopped. If you've got specifics, right. Yeah. If, and you, if you can have a put good, a finger uh, on it. If you have good management. Yes. That knows yes. that, okay, we've got some problem. Let's, let's sit down and resolve it, not in the sure. you two have to get along. Right. Let's, let's productively air the grievance. Let's figure out what, what's the root cause of this and let's try to mediate right. an acceptable. And those grievances have to be not personal attacks. Yeah. You're already dealing with someone that, that for whatever reason, isn't isn't going to be at their best. Uh, so you have to kind of make sure that, you know, well, I'm sensing a toot out of this one over here, okay? <laughs> All right? Yeah. Every time I walk by your desk, I see you looking at me. That's generally not something that can be mediated. I mean, it could be with boxing gloves, but, you know, after work. Yeah. But um, that's... You know, it's got to be more of, you know, I, I feel as though, uh, you know, when we try to collaborate that you're not interested in, in feedback or mm-hmm. you don't respond to my emails or, mm-hmm. 
you know, is there something that we can do to solve these problems easier? Yeah. And then it's on them. Yeah. And they're either going to shape mm-hmm. up or not. But you have to be you have to be careful when you do choose to uh, I don't want to say confront address address yeah a confrontation uh, coworkers colleagues you know yeah. that it's that it's uh, more workflow based mm-hmm. versus personality based but even just just the stress of trying to figure that process out can leave you emotionally and physically mentally drained oh yeah. yeah. How do I say this in such a way that doesn't make me look like I'm attacking? And when you decide, that I, when you decide you don't, you can't. That you will. Right. I'm. I'm not going to be the bad guy, and they're going to. They're going to make me out to be the bad guy. Sure. And then you say, "Is this worth it?" Right. So you just you kind know, of. You just. Kind is of, there retaliation? Is there an opportunity to 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 get somewhere? And and if you find if you've tried it a few different times and mm-hmm. there isn't, then it comes down to the the decision. How you know? How much misery mm-hmm. <laughs> do you really want to have, and do you think is worth it? Yeah, I think going back to the idea of identifying mic- microcultures, and if you are a tribe person, and you're not in a tribe microculture, and you're still trying to feel like you know what these people, mm-hmm. they don't want to get together. I keep like saying, you know, doesn't anybody want to, you know, maybe do something as a group? Right. And everybody kind of ices me out. Right. And it's time for you to realize. What that, do you feel like? Yeah. yeah that, yeah, or that could backfire on you. Mm-hmm. Are you the guy that didn't want to go partying and then got we fired? We just saw that. We were discussing it at our party. Yes, we did. <laughs> our after-hours work party at my house. I got a kick out of that because yeah. he did not want to participate in the after-hours, happy hours, which right. involved promiscuous activity. It didn't say what, but there right. was some some – uh, some antics going some, on that some, alcohol some was drinking, involved. Some carousing. Somebody had a lampshade he on their head yes, and suggesting that other like things this. go on. Was he in Italy or France? Was uh, it Italy? It was France. Oh, it was France. And it went to the high court in France. And okay. they said, yes, he was, uh, he had a, he had a grievance and he and it was asked, valid. It was, he was, he was fired yeah. uh, for not uh, agreeing to come out and, and debauch. Yeah. And so he it was just a good family man. Fired us. He, yeah. he did. A, he fired off a lawsuit. Yeah. And they wrongful found, termination. Wrongful termination. Yes. They found, you know, there was some uh, European currency um, conversion on it, but it was something <laughs> like he'd asked for like thirty thousand euros in a settlement. That's all. And they <laughs> right. I thought it would be more, but just uh, covering legal. He, he, he probably wanted he didn't legal get the right fees lawyer. too. But yeah. <laughs> they, uh, it had been overturned in a lower court, but it, he appealed it to the higher court. And the court found in his favor, but awarded him lower damages with the um, stipulation that the final amount will be determined at a later hearing. So okay. he, he could end up getting his big, you know. Well, if he got fired, I mean, how, what was his salary yeah. and what was his potential yeah. at that uh, sure. Company and yeah. and what are his? Why skills? I thought it was maybe it was a typo in the on the internet. Maybe it was three hundred. Maybe it was three million. Yeah, three hundred thousand. Yeah. Was he? But was he blackballed in the industry? You know, did yeah. did that hurt his chances mm-hmm. to? You know, did he did he regain employment somewhere else? What are we talking about? No, you know? And there was another article on the same thing when you just said blackballed in the industry, and it was yes. saying why do? Uh, I was reading it on our Twitter feed on oh. some of the folks that we follow, and it was why do. Um, uh, employers ask interviewees the question of why did you leave your last job? Because you lie. 
And the whole thing was like, if I tell you the real reason, I had a, I had a very, you know, demanding boss who was demeaning to me. And then you, that's not putting your best foot forward in the next interview. But you know, correct. So, was, but you know what? Did you ever ask anyone that question? I've, I've only been. Have you ever? I've been, uh, how do I say this politely? It the decisions pretty much always already been it's made. It's made. I, I was. You're just, just there to act like you're. Yeah. You're in the welcome committee. I was once a committee. department chairman for a while when I thought mm. it it was it looked good on my resume, but I decided that you know budget inventory was not worth my time. Right, right, right. When you ask someone that question, um. It's it's kind of funny. Those of you out there who interview, you can ferret out the answer regardless of what they say if you mm. just watch their body language. <laughs> and you'd be surprised how many people will tell you uh, the truth, yeah. the unvarnished truth. <laughs> and then after they come in and work for you, I mean, if you agree with their opinion, great. Mm. <laughs> and after they come in and work with you, then you get the real story and they'll go, you know, yeah. I worked with this place for so many years and do you know what they did? And then they want to tell, then they want to yeah. tell uh-huh. once they're on board yeah. and they're in the team, they want to spill the tea. Eventually. They want to yeah. tell. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. But you can kind of tell by the way people shift mm-hmm. in their chair and what they do <laughs> with their face uh-huh. when you ask that, that question. Yeah. But if you're leaving a toxic environment, you know, you have your reasons, and if somebody <laughs> and if somebody doesn't want, and if, Mr. Schofield, why did you leave your last position? No, I have I, my reasons. Well, I, I I'm was, sure you do. No, that's let's see, that's, let's enumerate. No, I'd like you to tell them to no, me. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I left. I left Virginia Beach because they didn't pay me enough. Virginia schools do not pay teachers enough. Sure. to raise a family. Right, and, and my wife. And people do like food. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I. I I, my People wife do like and to I eat. were committed to having a lifestyle where she stayed home while the children were in their formative years. And we would have had to sell our house and move into a different neighborhood and, sure. and make major adjustments in our but, lifestyle. But that's the truth. And why is that a bad thing in an interview? No, and that, that was easy to right. tell. But it you wasn't, say, you know. it wasn't, I wasn't leaving one local sure. school to go to say, another because, and saying, because that I, I, I like to eat. <laughs> that's why. I, I like money. <laughs> It's fun. I am not in foreclosure and don't want to <laughs> <Right>? be. <laughs> so, so the you know the the motivation behind your move sometimes is easier to uh, divulge. Well, without feeling like you're in a land, uh, you know, tap. Oh, tap you can line. tell a, a good interviewer. You know, <laughs> that's why if you sit in on the interviews, you let HR ask the questions, and then the other person watches their face. Mm. Beth and I do that a little bit. Do you? Oh yeah. Okay. So that's why. That's so you guys the, have been together for so long that you are a good team. So you yeah. know how to, you're like good cop, bad cop in an interview, I guess. Probably. Well, it's, 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 like it's <laughs> well, one watches in the, well, we both watch, yeah. but one talks and the other one watches. So while I'm asking you a question and you're answering me and I'm, I'm listening and maybe taking some notes, she's watching your face, mm-hmm. you know, and then after when we uh, compare what we thought about a candidate, she'll often notice things that I didn't see mm-hmm. because I was too busy writing down, looking at my paper mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, come across as organized. And, <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you know, so, so, so when you're, when you're listening, you're not looking Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a conversation because you're you're trying to process what they're saying. You're thinking mm-hmm. about the next question. Write things down. Writing things down. Mm-hmm. 
What's well, going on here? Well, this so would that's be a good why time. she watches. Yeah, this would be a good time to mention again that at the website, they can find the downloadable interview questions. The interview checklist questions. Checklist questions. Both in printable and electronic yeah. forms. So that as you go through this and you realize that someone is asking the question while someone else is looking at your face, right. you can be a little bit more confident and prepared. We don't do it to be combative or to no. be intimidating. No. That's just what we do. You just want to get a good read on the person. Yeah. yeah. And, and especially in a, in, a, in a practice where it's you're working in close quarters and you don't have a of an extremely large staff, so it's a person. It's a it's an important decision. Yes, you make, and you like to you like to hear different perspectives after an interview. Mm-hmm. She'll see things that I don't see, or hear things, or say, you know, the way that they answered this question, I like because mm-hmm. that was an interesting mm-hmm. perspective. Or could you tell that they evaded that question? Mm-hmm. When there's two people in an yeah. interview. Generally, the evasions are very obvious, you can tell. And you're like, okay, you know, maybe that's because they were uncomfortable or that there's something else yes, there. It has to be more to the story. Right. www.healthyhivepub.com that's it. has the interview checklist. And that's an interview checklist for you people. Yes. When you're in an interview so that you can interview the interviewers and find out what kind of a microculture you're going to be going into. So they'll get a very, you know, and you pick the ones that suit you best, but the interviewers will get a very um, keen, uh, if they choose to understand it, a very uh, kind of a keen overview of who you are Mm -hmm. and what's important to you. If someone came in and asked me, you know, how do you deal with conflict in an office? Mm -hmm. Um, that tells me that they came from a place of conflict mm-hmm. and that it was obviously disruptive and something that they're very concerned about avoiding going mm-hmm. forward in the future. Yeah. About their personality, that they're not a person who deals with conflict well. Or, or yeah, or, and, and or maybe they do deal with it well and they don't want to go to a place that isn't going to let them. <laughs> don't, don't need that. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. I mean, if I asked that question, it'd yeah. be because I have an opinion about how it should be done. Yeah. I don't want to harp on the Twitter thing, but again, I was back to Twitter and I was going through our feed. You don't have to harp. You and can tweet. Can I tweet on my Yeah, uh, No harping is necessary. Okay. It's tweeting. <laughs> but there was another uh, follow-up to that, which was when an interviewer asks you, do you have any questions? The worst thing you can say is, not really. I think you've answered it all. Because that's your opportunity to use, like the checklist, to show a little bit of interest or right. focus uh, and put the focus on them. Sure. And then that gives them information about what you're thinking about what you want to find in our company. Correct. Yeah. What is important. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to wait until they say, do you have any questions? You know, when they're talking about processes or, or you know, this is how the work is organized. And you say, well, how do you organize the, these projects? Who's the project manager? You know, how do you pull together your teams? Um, and they tell you. And you can weave in one of the questions like, well, how would you deal with conflict or disagreements? You know, mm-hmm. how is that managed within the team structure? What do you know, do you have things in place where you would stop at a point and, and, you know, discuss before you move forward. Is there, is there an all knowing decision maker that, that mediates? Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? How do you handle when, you know, when there's a, a difference amongst mm-hmm. perspectives? So you're asking, yeah. you're asking a follow up. you're listening, mm-hmm. you're actively yeah. listening, yeah. but you're using one of the questions from the interview checklist without letting them know. 
Well, that's important. It's tricky. Yeah. And then you're being good, see? Yeah. You're, you're being a good interviewee. You're being a strong candidate. You're being a thoughtful individual. Yes. Who wouldn't want somebody like that? Well, the next, the next number yes. that we have, and we're only at number three here, so we've got a ways to go. But that can also come out in an interview um, because it's going to be reflected in the fact that in your current position, you recognize that you feel like you're no longer growing. You become very static. Right. So that's number three, ladies and gentlemen, in case he, you know. Yeah. Number three is. Yeah. You're, you're no longer growing. You're stagnant. Yeah. And you're not growing and it's bothering you that you're not growing. We used to call it positively plateaued. I'm on a plateau and it's not a bad thing. Right, but when it is a bad thing and you feel like you can do more or want more, that's a that's a great reason to stick your head up and see what's around. No. Yeah. Now you you identify the fact that it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go. That no, you have to leave. You can also use that as an opportunity to try to find opportunities for growth within within mm-hmm. within your company and explore that. Yes. And then when you realize that really there isn't, and you realize that there's another rung that I want to take. So you may have realized that it's not, uh, th- that the ability to remain within the company has... has Yeah, it could be an opportunity has, or not. And, and then it's something you have and, to investigate. And then it's time to move on. Right. And, but if you, you know, if you speak too loudly and you think someone's going to come and get upset with you, well then, you know, don't. You know it's time to leave. Now managers... Yes. Managers sometimes can try to keep you on the hook. Oh, sure. Keep promising. Well, you know what? Not this quarter. They're good at that. But we're thinking that possibly right. at the beginning of next year, there's going we to be- We might a- have a position for you. Right. That's called future faking. Future faking. We got quiet quitting. We got future mm-hmm. faking. Mm-hmm. Dr. Romani. There we go. Dr. Romani Dervasala. Future faking. That's the, someday when I retire, I'm going to do this or that. After I retire, we'll move to Arizona. You know, mm-hmm. just let me get through this project and then we'll go on vacation. And it never happens. Mm-hmm. Future faking. Future faking. Employers can only future fake you so long and then mm-hmm. there you go. And the clock runs out. Yeah, that's a pattern. If yep. it doesn't ever come through, then you know. I mean, not one thing. I mean, people are human. Give them a minute. But if it's a repetitive pattern, then mm-hmm. yeah. And then yeah. you realize that that was, that's you know, you're is. no longer growing. You're limiting your personal and professional growth mm-hmm. by remaining there. Correct. Um, and you shouldn't stay just because it's comfortable. That's not the reason to stay, you know? Right. If you're at the stage of your career where you're not ready mm-hmm. to be comfortable, if you still, if you're still burning to do more, mm-hmm. then, you know, go by all means or look around. But I think a lot of the, the fear that people have with that is that they're going to land in a worse situation. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the best line in the book. Give you the road, the, the road line. map. That's the road it. Map. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, mm-hmm. you find you're hardly working, or yes. you're not working hard. You're just putting in the time. Yes, you're you're shuffling the papers. You quietly quit, or you're procrastinating about. You know, I know I need to run that, but I'll do it later. Right, you're you quietly know. quitting. You're doing just enough to get by and not be noticed that you're not doing something. And that's yeah. definitely time to leave because if you don't. You, someone will find someone out. will find a reason for you to have to leave. Right, right, correct. Yeah, and I thought it was it was it was insightful the way you said said it in a way that you know you sounded like a boss, but at the same time you were addressing the needs of the employee. You said you're getting paid to work, so it sounded like a lecture. You know what? I'm paying you to work. Get busy, but you're getting paid to work, and if you're not working, 
you know, and it's not because of laziness. It's because you're bored and unstimulated. That's the key. It means that you feel like you're wasting your potential. Yes. If you're, if, if it's too easy Mm -hmm. and, and you're that good, then the world needs you. Mm-hmm. We need to be doing something else. New challenges. Yes. Paired with appropriate rest in order to thrive. You had at the end of that. Do you like that? that? Metaphor. Yeah. Do you like that? I need some rest. Slap you, then give you a kiss yeah. on the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a weird style. No. Yeah. But that leads us into number five. <laughs> because if you don't, and you're in this, and this, this cycle starts, and this idea that burnout is slowly a slow accumulation of this negative um, situation. Right. And it's like, you know, you don't it's notice. It's ongoing. You don't notice it's the chronic. pebble. You don't mm-hmm. notice the pebble. But after, you know, three or four years of maybe just quietly suffering along, you've got a 50-pound bag of gravel on your back. Absolutely. And then it takes its mental and physical toll. Toll. The other side of my, my work life mm-hmm. is seeing people – in that situation. And yes. that was the that was the the impetus to write the book. The impetus, yes. yes. I saw it. There was more and more of it. And the can you talk a little bit about how it affects it's your I have a couple of subheadings under here. It's mental and physical health will suffer. Stress can inhibit immune system. It can. Oh. It can. The more that your nervous system is stuck in the fight or flight response, the less time your body has to make you know, immune proteins and to fight infection and to optimize, mm-hmm. you know, your performance. So you're more susceptible than you get run down mm-hmm. is a good way of saying it. Um, and you're more susceptible to colds and uh, other things. Gastrointestinal right? Gastrointestinal distress. GI distress, right. right? Musculoskeletal pain, back pain, right? And then as a result, you're taking <clears throat> that home. That then impacts Headaches. your your... your health at home, your ability to interact with other people, it takes a toll on relationships. You don't have time or energy. Yeah. You you know, time, energy, desire for for things that make you happy, that regenerate you. So that's a definite, a definite, um, sure. Sign. A sign. And how many people out there are suffering? Raise your hands. Oh, I can see them. (laughs) It's more than half. She's talking to the people. It's more than half. It's 80%. Now, the other dangerous part about this, and you, you talk about this a little bit, is this can also lead to addiction, self-medication. It can. Escapism. Escapism. Um, it can be, you know, anything from video games mm-hmm. to, you know. Social media. Social media, um, vaping. I, I find that. Uh, I, I'll do that on a Sunday night. A cocktail, you know. My wife will say, you know, you're going to bed? And I say, yeah, I just, I, I got to get up early. And then you go up there and the next thing you know, you've been. 45 just, minutes later, you're watching yeah. the dog chase the cat. Right. And, and look right. At and out the window. Video. and Because yeah. you don't want to go to bed. Because if you go to bed, you know you got to get up and go to work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah. that self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> but, you know, the smoking, alcoholism, overeating. Sure. All those things come into play. The serotonin, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the the comfort foods to elevate your serotonin, comfort chemicals. Uh, uh, and and some folks, it's a result of the burnout is the, if I work harder, I'll get noticed. If I get hard, if yeah. I work harder, I put in more hours, and you I'll get up, that promotion. Right, right. And that it's on me. And so they're internalizing yeah. it all and saying it's on me. My mom had a great expression for that. She used to, she used to say it to my, uh, my uncle. Um, because she thought he was working too hard. 
and she'd say, you know, Ed, you're going to be the richest man in the cemetery. Oh. You know, I always thought that was like, <laughs> a, a, a rather macabre That's comment, an interesting but, way of saying you, it. Yeah, you're that's, you're that's so important. compelled to try to achieve yeah. and so goal-driven and career-driven that you're 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 knowingly putting your health at risk. Sure. Or, you know, I'll stop when, I'll mm-hmm. stop when, I'll stop mm-hmm. when. I always tell people the U-Haul doesn't follow the hearse. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Can't take it with you. <laughs> right. right. But you you use the um, aphorism, your health is your wealth. And yes, I, like I do. That. If you have your health, mm-hmm. you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see that all day long. Mm-hmm. And people tell me, I just had someone today tell me, you know, this is a miserable life. I'm, you know, I feel horrible. I'm in so much pain. I'm so tired. I can't do anything. And I live alone. And when you're used to living by yourself, you have no one to pick up the slack. And mm-hmm. so I feel bad that I can't do the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I deal with that all day, yeah. that that sense of uh, frustration. Yeah. And when someone is in pain and they're frustrated about it, mm-hmm. it makes the whole situation a lot worse. Yeah. Wow. It it exacerbates the whole the whole problem, yeah. And that's what <clears throat> early on in the book, and you identified that over seventy five thousand conversations like that with patients mm-hmm. who have expressed how the stress be eighty thousand after the end of this year. Eighty. 000. It would be eighty thousand. Yeah. We're gonna have to, you know, in in the next book, this is a good plug for um, burnouts, for of burnouts belonging, belonging for, for managers. managers. We'll have to how to the manage number. for low stress and success. success. That's yeah. my alliteration yeah. and my my subtitle. And I'm in the studio right now. He's recording right now, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I'm working on it. Yeah. What do you think? What part I, are you on? I like. <laughs> Listen to no, me asking people. I, I like it. Are you in the book? Gonna... What part? What part? Yeah. Well, we had to get we had to get some of the bugs out, and still, you know, as right. I'm as I'm producing all this stuff. Chapter and, two. Yeah. We were up to chapter two. I got to three. We're in chapter three. Yeah. yeah. Good. But okay. uh, but we'll make sure that we update that number from seventy five to eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. Because yeah. that I have to change that on the back cover. Yeah, yeah. It says over seventy five thousand. But it's it's when that becomes the key, the patterns that evolve, being able to step back, assess what are the common uh, commonalities here among these patients that have triggered these Correct. results. Right. That's where it, where it came from, and there was just. An overwhelming increase, mm-hmm. and uh, as people's work environments changed, and as their uh, surroundings changed, therefore a microculture changes. Mm-hmm. When you go from, you know, a very active, uh, socially satisfying tribe to sitting at your kitchen table, mm-hmm. that's a big change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the next one, I had never heard of it referred to as the dark triad. You haven't? Oh. Maybe I had years ago. Now, my undergrad degree was in music and psychology, and I I thought it was- Okay, in psychology. So I'm sure it was back then. They started studying the triad. 20 years now for that. Of corporate executives. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, the the work on the dark triad started really to become more popular, 90s, early 2000s. See, I'm outdated. Yeah, I no, no, no. I, I mean, it's 80s. still around. Yeah. The, those but, buzzwords people yeah. throw down now. Oh. You, you didn't call the. You didn't talk about people like that in polite company. Now they, you know, they put it in uh, tweets, <laughs> and they have 
abbreviations for yeah. them. Yeah. But go ahead and, I, and just just run with that a little bit and talk a little bit about what the what makes up the triad and why psychology deems those negative personality traits. Right. Yeah. So uh, we talk about narcissism. We talk about sociopathy. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? What else is in there? Machiavellianism. And the Machiavellian, uh, the belief in those theories mm-hmm. of how you work with others and manage mm-hmm. So when you when you think that people exist only to be used as pawns and chess pieces, and you spend your time, th- you know, more time thinking about not you, but if you know someone who <laughs> yeah. uh, spends more, you're not time, talking to that, but they're not listening to no, the podcast. No, not you. No. All right, but <laughs> if they are, they're turning it off because they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't need to hear this. I'm found. This isn't me. <laughs> well, they never recognize that no, in themselves. Never see it in themselves. That's the sociopathy. Yep. Um, when you're when you're spending more time thinking about how to maneuver people and manipulate them to get them to act in a certain way that you want, mm-hmm. that's to your benefit and not to the company and not to the greater mm-hmm. good of society. Mm-hmm. That's Machia- yeah. Machiavellianism. Yeah. Um, and and you know, kind of thinking that that approach is a way to operate in business. You know, the the prince that 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 book that mm-hmm. it was. You know, those were in times. You know, those were the Italian city states, and they were all fighting for their own economic and and social survival. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it doesn't necessarily translate to how you're supposed to you know deal with each other in civil fashion and yeah. business. And the result of that for the employee, for the employee, <clears throat> is that even if you are. Um, the strongest and most valuable member of the team, if you're contributing, you've got these great ideas, that manager will always make you feel like the weakest link in the, in, in, a, in a, as a means to demean you and control you. Right. It's not going to be about your abilities for any of these people. Mm-hmm. If you run across supervisors, particularly that exhibit any of those behaviors or coworkers, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with how, how good of a performer you are. The better a performer you are, the more you will, you will threaten mm-hmm. those who are seeking control. So it's not about your performance. It's about your usefulness to them. Always remember that. And when someone when someone refers to, and I have actually had this happen, it was very, very interesting. I had someone tell me once, you know, people are nothing but tools to be used. Wow. That's a classic. Mm. That's, you know, that's a classic socio- sociopathic yeah. red flag. Yeah. That's a classic, wow. right? Um, when, when that's kind of the, the, the theme mm-hmm. of discussions mm-hmm. or strategy sessions mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we talked about that when mm-hmm. we when we were mentioning that's a, that. That's that's yeah. you're in you're in one of those situations. Yeah. They're not going to come at you with a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Right, make you they're, feel like you have input, gonna, and then it totally ignore. They're not going to flat. They're not going to. They're not going to come at you like a, a, a you know a red flashing <laughs> warning light. Yeah. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned that that's the same kind of environment that your ideas can be. Um, co-opted. co-opted. That's a polite way of yeah, saying it. Stolen. They'll keep you around. Mm-hmm. You're, As, useful. Like, you're useful. Yeah. Remember that, people. Mm-hmm. Are you being treated like you are a useful tool? Mm-hmm. That's that's no good. No bueno. Mm-hmm. 
Because those are the same kinds of of uh, people who will future fake. You know, mm-hmm. you land this account, yeah. yeah, and there's something in it for you. I also had that happen too. It's interesting. You close forty five of these cases, and I'll buy you. A, uh, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was a certain vehicle that I like. <laughs> <clears throat> and I looked up and I said, "Really? Uh-huh. How many?" You know, and I was ready to I was ready to put it down mm-hmm. on paper. How much yeah. and by when? Okay. And this is the deal. Mm-hmm. And here's the model you're going to buy. Mm-hmm. And he quickly and I stuck my hand out. I go, "Are we? Yeah. How much? This to by when?" <laughs> and I stuck my hand out. And he's like, "Never mind." Walked mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. That was a funny one. And the office manager said, "Wow, he ran out of the room quick." And I said, "Well, he said it. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't. Yeah." He said it. Your pitch. I was ready to go. Yeah, Yeah, I was ready to go. Let's go. (laughs) The other side of this is when you're talking about the the psychopath. Yes. Which (laughs) they're there. Not the not which you know is as inhuman and uncaring. I don't care. I don't care. Like that. Right. you're, You're. you know, my wife unfortunately had to go down, uh, leave town suddenly for her father. He's doing better, but he was in the emergency room when they called it at uh, 9 a.m. Sunday morning. He'd been transported, you know, at early morning hours, and her mother called and she had to leave. Now, luckily, yes. she has an understanding boss and she can sure. work remotely. She said, I, I've got to go. But when you're told no, you can't go. You know, or get your priorities in order. Yeah, are you? Are you know really? I mean, there's yeah. You you have to be careful. I mean, there's there's a lot of. I'm not a licensed clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. right? But we do study quite a bit of of you know personality mm-hmm. um, in our educations. So y- you kind of have to if you think if you think that that's what you're dealing with, mm-hmm. right? You want to try to run that by someone who who can objectively tell you what's happening and and get some very good strategies on how to preserve yourself mm-hmm. while you are making an exit. Yeah. And that's one of the things you you mentioned that when you decide it's time to leave, yes, you that doesn't mean you you walk out in a blaze of glory. Right. Y- you, you don't stand up like remember right. Jerry Maguire. Right. Who's coming with Who's me? coming with Who's me? Who's coming with me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was this old story, and, and everybody I mean, sat there looking at him. I loved it. There was, <laughs> there's this story that my the mentor that, that took me under his wing used to tell about him, a, a wonderful friend of ours who was in his department, and they had a, a faculty meeting because they believed the principal was just needed to go. Right. Of this this little um, junior high school. You had a cabal, and they did. <laughs> I wasn't a part of it because it happened before, but I always loved the story, and. Uh, and this this teacher, you know, gave this impassioned saying, and he said, you know, and everybody was complaining, everybody's cl- complaining. And then he finally said, you know, let's face it, people, the man is incompetent. Right. And then there were crickets. Mm-hmm. Because everybody went, uh-oh. That like, sounds like a, a line in the sand that yeah. we might have to commit ourselves right. to. And everybody just kind yeah. of fizzled. Yeah. And it was always that classic, who's with me? Who's coming with me? And nobody. 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 And you nobody. have to remember that. Yeah. That even though... And this is another kind of a facet of you got to know when it's time to leave. And our previous episode on bad apples, mm-hmm. you'll have all kinds of people in the peanut gallery egging yeah. you on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you tell them because they know, want to see. You, you know, that's illegal what they're doing over there, <laughs> right? You'll, 
<laughs> You'll have all kinds of that. Mm-hmm. And then when it's time mm-hmm. to do what you're going to do. Heads are down. You're by yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. And where are your peeps then? Yeah. So you have to be a little. Um, this is you have to. This is a self-preservation yeah. exercise yeah. when you're at this stage. You establish the the decision, yes. And then you need to explore your options, and not because of groupthink, mm-hmm. and not because of what the chorus is singing. <laughs> the Greek chorus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kill the rabbit. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's, you're going to hear that. Uh-oh. No, I'm rattling. Oh, he's getting his page turn. It's, it's, this was not the narration of the book. You would never hear a page turn on that. But in the no. podcast, I had to go with the page turn. We're real. Um, we, and that that just leads right into what we were talking about with the leaving process. Yep. I, I was giving a little hinty. Mm-hmm. I, was being, I was doing that yep. there. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to the point where you have to decide. And it, and it needs to be independent, and it needs to come from your gut. It's nice to bounce things off of people at work. There's times to play your hand, and there's times to hide your hand. Mm-hmm. Be aware that this is, this is your career. This is your life. This is your opinion. This is you know your health, and doing, your family. Yeah. And doing it with dignity is always the better choice. Absolutely. You know, you've got. Don't be silly. Yeah, you might be tempted. (laughs) Exactly. You might be tempted, and you might even be justified. (laughs) And you'd be justified, yeah, yeah, on the way out the door. But word travels. Yes, it does, and that can that can can follow you to your next job somehow. Six months, a year down the road. Oh yeah, we heard he left, and when he left, right? You know how he went out, right? You know, right? He poured the coffee pot over the coffee (laughs) machine. That's a Um, good one. That's a waste of so, good coffee. Yeah, that That's coffee abuse. <laughs> coffee abuse. <laughs> so uh, decorum and dignity is important, you know, for you and your coworkers because the folks that you're leaving behind. Now, again, you may have had friends that are going to stay, and sure. you don't want to create a a scene that's going to then somehow trickle down to them as well. Right. You know? And that and they may be the people that follow you yeah. based on how well you do. Or they may not have had the opportunity or have the means to change. Right. And they may not have read the book. And they may not have the, the tools. They need to go online. I know. They may not have Healthy the tools. Hive publishing <laughs> and right up at the top. Just click that. It takes you right to the Amazon link. Buy. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it they, does. You've got it. The, the theme that kind of runs through this idea about about the leaving process and and knowing when it's time to leave is the idea that you always want to keep moving forward. That's right. You don't have to stop and blow it up. Just keep moving on. Save your energy for you. Yeah, and it was interesting because you you mentioned you know uh, we've we've talked about that before the idea of life is a journey and it's a it's a composite. It is um, of look these, at it like that. Yeah, and people that you've met, mm-hmm. and this idea that. Um, I, I like this example that you said in the book. You know, you look on social media, and I have friends that I went to kindergarten with that I'm friends with on social, on social media. media. We don't get together, but it's nice to kind of see what they're up to. It was fun when when, sure. when Facebook kind of came out and you suddenly saw these people that you last saw when you were in eighth grade, and now right. you're in your late 50s, and you're going, right. And if you that. see one more picture yeah. of their, you know, fruit roll-ups that they made homemade, dried in the backyard... <laughs> But I mean, just you in know. terms of, you know, it, it. Oh, he didn't like that example. No. He's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
okay. the idea that okay. your curiosity was was <laughs> was met in I wonder how their life turned out. They were a nice person. Sure. I wonder how their life turned out. But you didn't maintain you don't maintain contact with every single person in your life. Correct. You have chapters in your life and yes. and people come and people go. Right. And that's not a bad thing. If there even if it's a work environment where there were some great friends and you need to move on for sure. your career. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Right. You would need a lot of you would need to be driving a passenger van if you had to take everybody <laughs> with you right. every day. I mean, you know. And think of the mental space yeah. that that can occupy in your well, head. Well, that's you're looking at my notes because the next thing is perspective well, you and know, space. I know I wrote the book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're getting to, we're getting towards the yeah, end, and he's are. getting but, he's getting funny. No, but he's, it's true. He's, you can tell you can tell when I say something and yes. he moves off of it. He didn't like that example. No, okay, it's because I knew where it was going to go. You know, and then I knew we were just going to. He gonna, tries I'm, to divert me no. from the cliff because he yeah, knows I'm going to start. Going to go because it's the end of the day. I know he knows That's, I'm going to start, yeah. and he he and he's he doesn't want that. But anyway, but when you get when you get perspective and space from a, a little distance. From, right. from that toxic work environment, Correct. from that uh, job Correct. where you felt bored or stagnant, and you start looking back and you go, wow, you know what? I really started feeling this way a lot sooner. Long than time ago. Yeah. And, you know, I, thought, I didn't realize the impact yeah. it was having on me. Yeah. And you know what is really sad, too? And, it, and I think it's a reality of um, just workplaces and how people will go along to get along. Mm -hmm. You may leave a situation, you may leave a work environment, a job, a company, and people that you thought you were close with and you thought were your friends weren't. Mm -hmm. It was just the It was just a it was just a relationship of mm -hmm. convenience. Mm -hmm. And you think, wow, I thought I thought we really had a lot in common. And then you realize, no, they were just playing you to get over, just to get along because they didn't like conflict either. Or you might have thought they had your back, but no, they didn't. And that's and that's why sometimes time and space and putting it into perspective can be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's why you don't feel so bad about leaving people. No. Don't. No. Did you ever hear? Now this is a this is a funny saying, but I mean it's it's cynical. I'm not being cynical. I'm a very positive person, but it's very interesting when you talk about who's coming with me and there's crickets because mm -hmm. we talked about the yeah. cricket scenarios mm -hmm. a lot, like implying that this could be a little lonely path and it's mm -hmm. okay. Doesn't mean it's the wrong one. Um, but I saw this meme and it was don't tell people your problems. Half don't care and the other half think you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How true. How true. So not that that's everybody you meet, but in works in work situations, you know, it's not that they're that's not that it's uh they're using you, but it, it's okay, we're together uh in this process for a mm -hmm. period of time. Mm -hmm. We have a goal to accomplish, and when we part and we're not you know, we're no longer needed or we're not working on this anymore. We've successfully achieved our goals. There, there may not be a need to continue. Mm -hmm. You can hand in your notice. You can go find that new job because you decide because it's up to you. It's up to you. And this is where you start to establish. When you talk about going from burnout to belonging, part of belonging is gaining a sense of control back. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. When you think you're in a well looking up, mm-hmm. no, there's always options. I remember this one time. Aren't we just full of examples? But I remember this one time that uh, I went for a mortgage and I had to uh, I had to go through a certain mortgagee because the sellers wanted these these you know reps do it looking over my work and this and that and the other, and they said you know because I own my own company, some banks will look at your your balance sheet and know that some things are write offs, depreciation, or you know certain expenses uh, are prepaid, and it doesn't mean that you don't have that income. It means that you know. You're, you're minimizing your tax burden, things mm-hmm. like this. You guys out there in the business world know what I'm talking about, especially, you know, business owners. And so this one bank had, was operating within their regulations. But the loan officer, it was so funny. She, she looked at me and she said, well, I can't do anything with this. We, you know, we're required to do ABC. And, you know, this is it. You're dead in the water. This loan's dead in the water. <laughs> and I just looked at her and I said, I'm not dead in anything mm-hmm. i'm not dead in the water mm-hmm. you are yeah. because i'm not doing business with you yeah. i'm not dead anywhere mm-hmm. i'm going to go home i'm going to pack my stuff and i'm going to find another house mm-hmm. and another bank mm-hmm. i'm not dead in the water mm-hmm. nice way of doing business there <laughs> missy right but you know it's like they'll in their world they're telling me this and i thought well, that's those are your banking policies, mm-hmm. and you just lost my loan business. Have a nice day. I'm not <laughs> dead in anything. I will pick up my bank account and go somewhere else. Well, you talk about that. You right? say you have to have your your limits. You draw your limit. You have your your line in the sand. Yeah. And you realize when something like that happens, th- there you go. The decision's made then. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was made based on the behavior of other people, not um, on not on something that I did. Right. But as a result of, you know what, here's what I've assessed the situation to be, and I'm going to set these limits. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe in your world, mm-hmm. you think that I'm dead. Yeah. But no. Mm-hmm. If I sat there and, 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 and put any credence into your opinion, well, then I'd run away and never mm-hmm. go house hunting again. No. 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 Here we go. Have a nice day. You right? ready for my Dr. Carosi impression? Go ahead. Go ahead. In the book, yeah. you say, oh, is it if you find yourself rationalizing, justifying, or explaining the bad behavior to yourself mm-hmm. by others, stop it. <laughs> do I say you, that? You said that in the book. No, do and I say stop it like that? You do. You, you lean in and you're emphatic. Stop it. And I like yeah. that because you are encouraging people to take that control back. Absolutely. No. Don't buy that shenanigans. Yeah, don't let somebody walk over you like that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It doesn't matter how many years you've been working, uh, what your education level is, what your experience level is, what job you do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is just a stop on the journey. Mm-hmm. And you get off and you say, well, you know, I don't like the restrooms in that that bathroom. I just won't go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get back on my bus yeah. and I'm going to go to a four-star hotel and I will use their bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. If you're traveling, yeah, where do you want to make a pit yeah. stop people? Mm-hmm. Do you want to, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to really be stuck on the side of the Jersey turnpike? 
And when was the last time that restroom was serviced? <laughs> exactly. Like, you want to go, you, you, you deserve a Or do you want to stop and have yeah. a sandwich and, you know, yeah. cocktail and relax yeah. and, you know, right. <laughs> red Stay flags. overnight. Red yes. flags. Mm-hmm. I even made it red on my nose. He did. Yeah. And he circled it. I can see it from here. Company or the leadership is committing crimes or violations of government or professional codes. Well, you know. And if I had my sound effects, I'd do that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. You know. And you, you do have the sound effects. Yeah, but they're, you they're don't want to play with them? No. He's not going to let me play with them today because he knows Can't I'm going to. push gonna, the buttons. Because then we're going to have all the these edge. bells and whistles going off. But Well, they're funny. I wanted people, that, that. People might like it. symphonic. I do know about the one. Go ahead, pick your button. I know the one. Thank you. I thought it was there. What? It wasn't there. Well, eight was that's, blank. That's the one. Wait a minute. It's that's the it one you was. wanted. There it is. You wanted the worry. Re- it's red. <laughs> it's red started, for, for people who care. Red. It's red. It's red. But that is you don't you don't want to be a part of that because that's not no. And I mean, it, it seems kind of odd. What, like, why is she saying this? Yeah. Well, because it happens. When the SEC comes in and yeah. suddenly file boxes are being seized. I've been there. The guy has the, the hand cart and the boxes <laughs> are just going out into the van. Exactly. That's bad. It's so, happened. Yeah. It happens all the time. And if you ever get a whiff of that, get out mm-hmm. before they have to call you in to testify. You're on much better ground if you're a former employee when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Leaders or managers exhibit those dark triad uh, characteristics immediately. Mm-hmm. All caps start looking. And they're at the proud of it too, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when they're Wolf proud of it. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. That's such when a- they start talking, yeah. Listen. Listen to people. It's not what they say and it's what they do. If your ideas are stolen. They'll give you clues. They always tell on themselves, by the way, P.S. <laughs> they always tell on PS. themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast P.S. <laughs> Yes, if what? If you if your ideas are stolen, <laughs> if they're stolen or you yeah. receive no credit or reward. Oh, forget it, right? Yeah. You're only going to let one of the you're only going to give them one freebie. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're only going to give you one freebie piece of advice and we're only going to let you steal one thing and take credit. Or your solutions or attempts to offer productive solutions um, are met with scorn or dismissed. It means you're not valued and you have no, no input. Scorn yeah. It means you're dealing with an insecure person, yeah. right? Yeah. And the the, the, insecure- the worst are the ones that just kind of do the Heisman with you and just kind of deflect you. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I have too much of that. It's good. What do you have another? Do you have somebody over there? Yeah. Their go-to person. Right. Right. Their minion. That's great. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Now, now you're mm-hmm. only going to put up with that so many times. Yeah. But. If you're harassed, bullied, mocked, or you feel unsafe in any way. That's like, yeah, that's relation that works in a relationship that works in a career. Every it's, job. Yeah. You go. Time Absolutely. To yep. Have Before an exit it gets plan. worse. You don't have to get hit over the head with this. Yeah. Right. Be smart. Management is unwilling, incompetent. <laughs> you like that. that story. That's you like or, that one. <laughs> uh, it fit that story, and now I'm sticking to it. Or recognizing, correcting major problems in the workplace. You know, they they just it, you know it's not going to get fixed, and it's never going to get better. Right. You know, one of the things that I thought was very interesting. I went to an unemployment hearing, and I was sitting across the table. If anybody's ever been to those, I don't know how they conduct them in other places, but uh, in the county that that we're in, the table. 
that you sat across from for this individual who, you know, basically had a big fit and stomped and, you know, mm-hmm. called you, you know, the devil and walked out, right? And then they think they have a valid reason for unemployment and you decide, all right, most of them, when they leave, you let them go and you're like, go ahead. That's what I pay insurance for, unemployment, mm-hmm. you know, taxes, insurance mm-hmm. for. Um, but every now and then one gets under your under your chicken wing and you're ready to go and you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to contest this one. And then, and then you go and you sit. They are closer than you and I are. Oh, my goodness. And we're only, what, three yeah. feet apart? Yeah, sitting across a small tabletop. Looking right at them. Wow. And it's funny because they turn the chair, you uh-huh. know, and and the, the key is the referee runs the hearing mm-hmm. and you as the employer, shut your mouth and don't answer unless they ask you a question or you will be in trouble because they like doing that. They like like spanking people on the nose and, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. they all have to exert that once. Right. So be quiet and don't, let don't, them, don't run their thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't speak unless spoken to. And one of the things that they said was, okay. These, you know, employees will come in and they'll go, oh, my God. So, like, they were slaughtering hogs in the bathroom without a license. And uh, they were committing. You like that yeah, one? This is the problem. <laughs> I'm starting to. I'm, well, because. I'm, first of all, I'm in a chiropractor's <laughs> office. And supposedly at a hearing. <laughs> A former employee <laughs> accuses you. Just imagine you're slaughtering hogs in the company bathroom. Well, you know. Well, they'll, make these, they'll make these dramatic right. accusations. I, just, I didn't want to go too close because people would figure out who it is. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So, so I got to be a little careful. So, okay. So we've got a, we've got a slaughterhouse <laughs> in the back. Yeah, and they're doing this, yeah. and they're so they, violating, yeah. and and the ladder's broken, and mm-hmm. like OSHA, okay, and then they did this, they did that, they did this, they did that, and they think they're you know right. they're throwing pu- everything, they're just puffing up, man, yards. like you're gonna just hide under the table, mm-hmm. and the referee will say, "Did you bring these concerns to management and give them an opportunity to correct them?" And they just go, "No, <laughs> <laughs> denied." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dang. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it depends on the state, but when mm-hmm. it's an unemployment thing, yeah. I mean, if you're safer being unsafer, mm-hmm. you know, like this, there are some egregious things. It's your safety. Who cares yeah. about unemployment? Get out, mm-hmm. you know. But if it's an issue, and 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 you at least, um, you know, don't wait too long. Mm-hmm. But if it's the kind of thing where that is important to you, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to need that financially. Yeah. You might have to talk with HR or talk with somebody and say, you know, could we work on this? Could mm-hmm. we work this out? Not, I'm a whistleblower and I got the, you know, right now I got, I've got the, the New York Times on speed dial. If you don't, well, you, all I'm saying is if you think that you've got all this dirt on this employer and you're just going to blow it up and you're going to file for unemployment and you don't care what you say on the way out, you might have to produce documentation like an email mm-hmm. or um, some meeting notes mm-hmm. or something where you tried to address okay. the issue. That's all I'm saying. That was funny. No, <laughs> and I just sat there. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking back in my head. I'm like, no, they had a they wanted to have a big quitting party mm-hmm. and run in and yeah. and slaughter. You know, and uh, look what I'm leaving. Right. right. And and you're like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. 
And when when they're not given, and this is like in professional positions, mm-hmm. I'm not talking like yeah. you know at Arby's or whatever. Or, you know, I slipped mm-hmm. and hit my head, and nobody helped me. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not gonna they're not gonna hold you to that, you know. Right. But in professional positions, mm-hmm. uh, did you did you you know like you're you're alleging mm-hmm. all of these terrible things? Uh-huh. Did you yeah. discuss this with the employer and give them an opportunity to correct it? Right. So you can't say, you know, I am, I quit because, you know, back in the, in the, in the, in the back storage area, you know, there was, (laughs) there were all these, these (laughs) pigs and they were being slaughtered. (laughs) (laughs) Did you alert management? Well, no, no. Did you try to stop this from happening? No. Did you call the SPCA? Right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) No. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. The the drama. Drama's not going to get you anywhere. Well, and think, yeah. Thinking that you've got, quote unquote, ammunition. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you don't care about unemployment. I'm just saying that in our state, Mm -hmm. that is one of the questions that they asked. Yeah. That may or may not weigh in your favor if Mm -hmm. you say, look, you know, I, I did try to, you know, have remediation on this. I did approach several people. Okay. What did you do? Did you email them? Did you have a meeting? Did you, yeah, here's the email. Here's the email where I asked for the meeting and here's the, the summary, you know, paper trail. Oh yes. Keep one, keep one on your way out, but keep one on your way out. That goes back to the, the stressing that, that decorum and dignity as opposed to trying to just blow something up. Right. (laughs) Yes. You know what this means. <laughs> it's time for journal questions. It really is. Is I'm, it? It is. I've, I've, I think we've we've covered all the red flags. We covered the all the <laughs> pertinent signs that something's wrong. Yeah. And as a result, you have to come up with your own exit strategy. Correct. Because you make that decision ultimately. You have the power. Don't be silly. This is an important topic. It is. Okay? It is. Well, you're, I'm telling you're, you. You're too busy <laughs> slaughtering pigs in the, in the corporate work. Oh, jeez. You know, thank goodness we don't have, you know. It's, he's, it's, it's hard because Mr. Schofield and I, when the, when the sound isn't rolling, mm. just sit and yuck it up like crazy. We do so, have a good time. So I can tell... When he's trying to evade things because, because I, I'm trying to get him to laugh, I'm, I'm not I, going I, there. I, I circle around. I gotta yeah. do it. Yeah. I circle around to get at him because it's funny, <laughs> which is a good thing that you and I don't perform well with the unforgettable big band together. Just it would be that chuck, would be, be bad. Chuckles, chuckles and giggles, the clown. That would be happen. bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not that I could perform you could. with them anyway. But I won't. I won't. I won't go back into your musical background. Oh, but you should. Well. Anyhow, how do you feel when you wake up on a Monday morning? You know. Well. Are you anxious? Do you regret? Right. Is it hard to get out of bed? You know, and not because you didn't get your coffee. Right? <laughs> do you work or procrastinate when you are at work? Right. If you're working from home. You know, do you get more laundry done mm-hmm. during work hours? <laughs> do you do you turn that camera screen and make people think that you're sitting there when you're not? Yeah. Do you have clear boundaries in place that when broken, 
signal that it's time for you to begin to exit. Mm -hmm. That's a very important one. Do you have clear boundaries in your mind? Mm -hmm. Do you have lines that if crossed tell you it's time to start the process? Not get up and blow it up and, mm -hmm. and you know, walk yeah. out in a huff, mm -hmm. but do you have time and do you have space Explore options mm -hmm. yeah. to think about what you're doing, and that's one of the one of the things that I, I I have given some career advice to my son about is you can always think you always have time to think you don't have to act. I mean, unless you're in a situation where somebody's in danger or what have you, or you know. But when you're facing a problem, especially you young kids, mm -hmm. stop and think. You can think all day, all night, all week, all month, because you're in control. You don't have to do anything until you're ready, until you think it through. And once you think you thought it through, go back and do it again. again. Yes. Like an adult. That's right. <laughs> don't, don't. None of, none of this instantaneous decision. Yeah. Let's, let's chew on it a little while. Chew. You always have time to chew your food. <laughs> And, All right, that's enough silliness. And on that you're note, being silly. Well, no, I, I am. I, I apologize, would, ladies no, and gentlemen. We were at the Christmas party, and we that's were, why we were having a hoop. It was good. And let me tell you, Doctor Crozy can cook. Thank you so much. You can, Mr. Schofield, and I like the same cocktail too. It was very we'll refreshing. Hang on. Listen, the fact that we will drink the same cocktails—it's it's, oh, it, it, yeah. As they say, the chemistry works well. It does, and it, it and does. it extends. It, it's, it extends to the vodka tonic <laughs> with lime. So should we hit, You like that? Should we, should that's we a Tom for, Collins. Listen, anybody we, over the age of 70 yeah. knows how to make those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Well, okay. No. I was what say, what were you we, going to say? Should we We should make the plug for corporate sponsor <laughs> from Burnout to Blogging, brought to you by Absolute Vodka. <laughs> absolute. It was absolute with lime. It was lime flavored it was absolute. Good. It was very good. With lime tonic. Yeah. And a real lime. Yes. Like that baking show, that one chef, if you're going to do ginger, you need... I, I only watched it long enough to know that what this gal was going to say to people. Mm -hmm. I see you're trying to put ginger in this recipe. She was British. Uh -huh. Well, you need fresh ginger. You need crystallized ginger. Mm -hmm. And you need powdered ginger if you're going to have ginger. See? Wow. You need lime vodka. You need lime-flavored tonic. And you need a real lime. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how how the swinging generation made a Tom Collins. I'll tell you what. Oh, on boy. that note, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, what's that? I'm going to bring up our music because I think I need a cocktail. <laughs> exactly. We've been enjoying talking about the signs of when it's time to go. And folks, it's time for us to go. It is. It's been a great time, as always. Yes. I'm your host, James Schofield. I've been in the office of Dr. Kim Carosi. And this is the From Burnout to Belonging podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>